0: Okay, so first of all, first of all, I guess a good yontif. Yeah. Yeah. of of Pesach Shaini. The truth is, so those that kept Pesach Sheini, it was tonight. They had the Seder tonight, so that's right. So, a good yontif, everybody. A big shukar to Ari Hurt for opening up the home, uh. not just... There's Matregus of opening the home. You know what I'm saying? Like you could just, you know, okay, you officially unlock the door. You know what I'm saying? But then there's making, making everyone at home, and bring, you know, bringing out the best of everyone, of everything. And uh, Hashem should bless you that just as you open your home to all of us, and you give up yourself to us, the Rebbeinu Shlom should open up his home to you and give up himself to you. Shefa brach and on all levels, Amen. on all levels. Amen. Is there any time for us for a yidin to call out Lamanigara? Like why not? Why not us? So it's today. It's, it's today. It's tonight. All right. So let me just share with you, not, not too long, but just for uh, you know a few minutes, uh, a machshava that I that I was having about uh, Pesach Sheni. So you know, you know it's interesting. Everyone knows this story, right? So you had Yidin that became tamei, tamei so Again, whether they were dealing with Yosef's bones or Nadav or other other people, they were dealing with meis as They became tamei, and so they come to my Shaveno. With a with a with a taina, whatever the complaint, with a with a question, you know, uh, such a thing as Pesach, we miss Pesach. why should we lose out? What's going to be with us? So Maisha says, I hear what you're saying. Imdu Veshma stand and listen. Let me go hear what the Rabban has to say. It's Mamashepela. Far you ask. I mean, it, it worked out. The Rabban revealed this new Indian, this new chiddush that's called Pesach Sheini. But what was Maisha thinking? What were they thinking that there should be such a thing? We have a similar story, Lamasha, when it comes, to, let's say, the daughters of Tzlavcha, right? So, the daughters of Tzlavcha also come to Meisha Rabbeinu with a question, right? That their father Tzlavcha died without any sons, and his portion at that time there was no concept of daughters yarshning, you know, if there's no brothers. So, his portion is going to then go to his to his brother, and Tzlavcha's chelik and eretz Yisrael will be lost. So, he also came to Meisha Rabbeinu, with "What's going to be with us?" And Meisha said, "I hear what you're saying. Let me ask Hashem." But that's really not so crazy. Because there was already a concept of inheritance in place, and what was missing are the details. So it was already a concept that that obviously the Rebbeinu Hashem wants the inheritance of Slavchad to be passed down on his family. That's the concept of Yerusha B'chlo. And we know that every mitzvah of Torah comes with a tremendous amount of custom, tremendous amount of details. Those details were not given yet. So you can see already that there's an opening. There's you know there, there's something. There, there's a certain under, There was a you know, it, it was felt by all of them that there's something missing in the sugya of Yerusha. You know, everything in Shulchan Aruch is like with a million sifkadans and all details. And Yerusha is just like, okay, a person dies, goes to a son. If not a son, then that's it. Like, it, there's got to be more sifkadans to that. So, okay, the come to Meishu where What are the sifkadans? What are the details? Meishu says, I hear what you're saying. But when it comes to Pesach Hashem, there's nothing missing. Like, what's the hava mean? There should be such a thing. Like, okay, you missed out, finished. Not only do they come with a request of like a tiny you know, like we we're, we're owed something. May she, may she say, says, for sure. I hear what you're saying. Let me hear what, my, what the Rav responds. Like, what's the what's the have <coughs> Number one, number two. You know, this week obviously you know it's Pesach Sheni, but this week is also Lag Boimer. Mm-hmm. So we know that there's a very strong connection between Pesach Sheni and Lag Boimer. The you know Lag Boimer is hide shiva hide, hide. But the week of haid begins with Pesach Sheni. So we you know it's like this. Let me let me explain. The definition. What's the definition of Panimia satire You know, like Lagbaymer is all about Shem uh, What's the definition of it? You know, Lamashla in the writings of the Ramban, so great makovel. When the Ramban, it's it's not just Tam but many Rishayim. It was, it was common. This language was common by the Rishayim that when they speak about Kabbalah or when the Ramban gives a pshat and that's alpi Kabbalah. The, lush, the language is always Alpi al- al- According to the, ch- the ch- MS, that, that's always a code word for Kabbalah. So what does that mean? nigla that mean So why is Kabbalah called MS? The answer is that the definition of Pernimus Torah is whatever it is that you're learning in its root, that's what Kabbalah is. Kabbalah is whatever, whatever aspect of Torah it is that you're engaged in, there's the root of that union, there's where that in comes from and the branches that come off of that root. The branches that descend from that root, from that source, that we call vanigla. But the root of that Indian, that's called Puny Satara. That's what it means, Amas. Ms. means in its purest form. Not to say that everything, that the root, that the branches coming down from that root is shakar, ghazashon, but that's what Puny Satara is. So the definition of Satara is the root of something, the root of something is going to be sight, that's the secret, that's what Pesach Shani is so what's the root of Lagvimer what's the side of Lagvimer so the root of Lagvimer is Pesach Sheni, which means that if you had to define what Pesach Shani is in, like from the context from the vantage point of Lagvimer if Lagvimer is secrets of Tyra, is side, then Pesach Shani is sight the secret of secrets the root of all roots. So what does that mean? What does that mean? So let me share with you. It, it's you know, I, I try, whenever I speak about something, I'm always I always try to speak about what I'm personally learning about, which it's Rachman. Sometimes it's uh, you know it, it causes confusion. So there's a certain there's a certain um, there's a certain safer. I've been trying for a very long time to sort of make headway in it to break through. I haven't been successful yet, but I'm trying again. Okay, so it, it, it might be this this is a safer that i might, you might hear quoted a bunch of times Next, I'm trying so the thetarskha I mentioned him before the, the great Talmud of the rashash Rechaim de la Rosa so in the within the world of the Mukubalin, it's understood that there's sight so that Rizal, Roshash, it's that rashash sight, but there's one safer in particular which is sight of sight, secret of secrets, and that's the tarzrah so if we if we want to define what Pesach Sheni is, Pesach Sheni is the secret of Lag Beimer. It's the secret of secrets. So it probably has something to do with what's going on in the Sefer Tarashacham, which is the secret of all secrets. So there's one particular line in the Kisviari that in a certain sense, all of the Sefer Tarashacham is really based on. And this one line is the secret of all secrets of Apriyus is. But let me, before I introduce the line little background. So life is complicated, yeah? We go through many things in life. Physically, I'm talking about like physically. So a baby is born, pregnancy is complicated. When I say complicated, I mean like scientifically, like there's a lot of moving parts. There's stuff going on. And the baby's birth is complicated. Uh, development of a child is complicated mentally and, and, and physically and emotionally. It's a complicated process. Maturity is a complicated thing. We sleep. We wake up, get married, you go through, and life is full of many, many different moving parts. And when a person learns Pnimus satara what Rav Shimon reveals to us is that all these different parts of your life, from the time that you're a, a baby in the womb all the way till after 120, all the million different stages and different aspects and different experiences, all have a root. They all have a root. When a person is sli- sleeping, exists in the higher world. And sleeping is not just something that people do in order to regain their strength for the next day, and it's like a waste of time. No, there's an Indian of sleeping. Sleeping is a sugya. In the higher world, there's a, there's a mitzias, there's a reality that's called sleeping. Uh, eating is not just something that we do. There's a mitzias that's called eating. Everything that we do, all the million different things that we go through in life, physically and, and emotionally and so on, everything has its root. That's what Prensat is, right? That's what I said. That Prensat is whatever you're experiencing down here are branches coming from a root. And that's what a person learns when they learn Kisveri and so on. You learn about what does sleeping mean, what's happening, what's happening in the higher world and that, in that place, in that time that's called sleeping. So just as down here life is complicated with a million moving parts, so Kabbalah and Sayyid tells us that up there is also complicated with a million moving parts. And everything is a sugi, everything is a Torah, everything is mamish infinite. But then there's one line in the writings of the Rizal. And this one line, as I said, is the root of the Sefer Teres Chacham. And this line tells you that all that complicated movement that, go, that we go through with life and has a root in the higher place, that's all secrets. But there's a secret of all secrets that, in truth of all truths, the deepest thing in truth is that there's only one thing happening, and that's it. So, the line of the Rizal is like this: it's from the Sefer, it's in the Sefer Mavish Aram. It's actually the, one of the la- last writings of uh, Kizviari to be to be written. This was something that Rucham Vital wrote already in his in his old age, uh, years later. And it's a Sefer of, of a lot of chidushim that he that he came up with over there. And there's one line he says like this: I, 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 I I'm not, I can't guarantee this is an exact quote, but something, something along these lines. If any one of you knows the exact quote, you know, correct me. But the line is like this. B'havein ma'id." Understand this well. Ki klalim kol ha'chach ma'zais. There are two basic principles that sum up everything of Pnei Mishataira. The in these two principles are moichin, umayin nokfin. Okay, We'll explain that in a second. The Him Tulium you should know, even those two principles are essentially also just one. What does that mean? It's so like I said, life is complicated. There's all different parts of Jewish people's history, is complicated. There's times where we have a base of and there's times of Golas. There's good times in Golas, there's bad times in Golas. There's times of sleepfulness, there's times of awakefulness. The says that this is the root of, of this, this is the secret of all secrets, it says that But the truth is, that everything really boils down to two experiences and two experiences only, which is Hamshachas Moichen means the Rabat Shalom giving you Shafa and showering you with love that's one experience and the other experience that all there is is these two experiences the other experience is Feminine waters raising up Feminine waters raising up means like a Hasen and Kahla what the reason I'm saying is that you want to know the secret of all secrets the sum total of all experience in this world and in the higher world is two things. The chassin embracing the kala and the kala embracing the chassin. That's it. That's it. That's the of everything. It means. You want to know the definition of what does it mean to be asleep? What does it mean to be in Golis? So on a simple level or even on a, on a, on a, on a, a level of sight, but before that sentence. So sleeping means a person is, is descending from that place of God's presence. You're going to a low place. Golas means going to a low place. There's times where you're being kicked out. There are times that you're being brought close. There are times that the Rabbana Shalom is showing you love, and there are times that he's not showing you love. That's, that's what life is it says the reason, but the truth is that's not, it's, it's simply not true the secret of all secrets is that all that there is in existence is one of two things either, either God embracing you at that moment or you're calling out to him to be embraced that's it the definition of gullus is not to, be thrown, not to be thrown away from God's presence the definition of gullus is that this is the moment when, when the chassan is quiet and is waiting for the kala to say something that's what gullus says that's what being asleep means, that's what Golis is. All times, all times that we, do, that we would define as times of darkness, they're not darkness. But every Yichud, every, every experience of oneness between the Rabbanu Shalom and the Jewish people, there's two sides to that coin. You need the Rabbanu Shalom to call out to us, to descend to us. and you need the Jewish people to raise up to him. That's all there is. Every experience of Golis is nothing more than the Jewish people on some level raising themselves up to God, calling out to God. That's all there exists. That It's either God calling to us or us calling to Him. But then that Rizal says even further. Even, the, the, number one, that's the sachakal of all experiences of life. There is no moment where a Jew is not calling out to God and there's no moment that God is not calling out to a Jew. That's the sachakal of everything. And then the Rizal says, and you should know, And the truth of all truths is, that really those two things are the same thing. That in truth, even when it feels like a Jew is calling out to God, really, really, that's God calling out to you. You just don't recognize his voice. And his voice is so subtle, that when he calls out to you with that subtle voice, automatically it stirs your heart to call back to him, but the truth is, it's always been him calling to you. It's like the Pasuk in Shir Shir, talking about where the, the you know, the, 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 the is passing by the door, and he knocks on the door to the kala, and the kala's like, yeah, I already got into bed, I'm not gonna get dressed, the whole thing, right? And then, and then what happens, the Pasuk describes, the chasen passes by, and the kala sees through the, through the keyhole a little bit of, of an aura of, of who the chasen is, and it, and it makes the kala turn over. So it was never the Kal call calling out, it's always the Chas. This is what the Rizal says, understand this well, Ki that the sum total of all of this Chachm, which is everything that exists in reality, is two things, is the Rabbanu Shalom calling out to you, and giving you love, and giving you closeness, and giving you warmth, giving you intellect, giving you, giving you himself, or it's Allah Osman, or it's you calling out to Him. That's it. Every other experience that we would define as, as different than that, or all just m- Mishalim. It's just we, uh, uh Gauls feels a certain way, sleepfulness feels a certain way. It's all just, it shows us on the outside. And the inside, every moment of Gauls is the Rabbanah giving us an opportunity to call out to Him. But then that Rizal says, But you should know that the truth is, the deepest truth is, that even those two things are the same in other words every moment of life is God giving to you either he's giving to you something that you feel obviously he's giving or what he's giving to you is too subtle so the way you pick up on it is that you feel that there's something that there's something missing but you feel that there's but where, where do you even know that where do you even sense that there's anything missing in your life that's because God already has, begin, has begun to give you something let, let, me, let me explain a little bit more is a uh, you know the first Jew was Avram Avinu, yeah. So Avram Avinu, <coughs> Chazal say that Avram Avinu that he was always bothered with a question, right? He would walk, walk around and would say, "Hey, Khan Balabir, where's the Balabas? Where's the <coughs> Rebbeinu Shalom? And the Rebbeinu Shalom appeared to him. Yeah, Hashem said, "Lech lecha. Hates it's all Balabir. The Rebbeinu Shalom appears to him. That's that's Avram Avinu. So the Avart from the Ishvitzer, it's not Avart. The Ishvitzer said like this. He said that. I don't know where he got this from exactly, but the Israelite said that really there was two questions that Avraham was always bothered by. Two questions. One question is, where's is the Rabbani Shalom? And the second question is, why am I the only one asking that? <laughs> what, what, am, what's wrong? Am I the crazy one? Like, why is no one asking this? And the Rabbani Shalom answers both questions with the same thing. You want to know where I am? I'm inside of you making you ask that question. You want to know what makes you different? You're not a human being that just happens to be, you're the person calling out, finding out God. I've begun to call to you. But what does it feel like when God's voice is not strong enough where you actually hear it with your ears? When Hashem whispers to you a very subtle voice, then the way you in, translate, the way you hear that is, there's something missing in my life. I don't know what it is, but I know that there's something missing in my life. That feeling of chesaron, that feeling of emptiness, the feeling of the kala calling out to the chasin, is itself, is itself, a reflection, a, is a, itself a a, 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 a representation, a, 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 a reaction, to the chasin k- to the who already called out to the kala subtly. When the, when the, so, that, so in other words the reason I am saying is that really in truth the secret of all secrets is all of life is really one thing God calling out to you either he's calling out to you in a strong way and then you feel God's presence in your life and it's probably amazing or he's calling out to you in a very subtle way and you feel there's something missing in your life and you react by looking for it but ultimately it's one thing one thing only God's been calling out to you this is what it means this is what Pesach Sheni is when Mashar Beinu, when those Yidin came to Mashar Beinu and they said, Laman this we're missing Pesach. There's nothing that, nothing in the world would make, th- th- that's not a logical question. It's not a logical taina. I'm sure there was Yidin in the midbar that they didn't, one day they overslept or something, they didn't have mincha or they, they didn't have mairev or they weren't able to be Makayim, Mishlocha I don't know, whatever it is. We don't find such a thing that they went to Meishu Rabbeinu. We're missing Shulach HaKeyn, we're missing uh, the Mitzvah of Micah. We don't have such things. But Davkan the now, the, these Yidin come to Meishu Rabbeinu was saying, there's something missing in our life. Meishu Rabbeinu understood, based on his on knowledge of the secret of all secrets, is that when the Yid comes and says to Maisha Rabbeinu, we feel that Pes- we're missing Pesach from our lives, that already means the Rabbani Shalem has begun to send Pesach to your life. And now the question is, let me just turn up the volume on that voice. Because Rabban has already begun to send Pesach to your life. V'araya, you feel like you're missing Pesach. So now, we're just, now, Meishu Rabbeinu is just, okay, fine, let me go, Let me. I have good ears. You're, you're hearing Hashem's voice in a very subtle way, and the way you're hearing it is, I'm missing Pesach. Meishu Rabbeinu says, I have better ears from you, than you. Let me go hear Hashem's voice, and I'll hear the full message. And the full message is, Pesach Sheni, Because Pesach Sheni is again the beginning of the week that eventually culminates with Lag Boimer. The root of Lag Boimer. Lag Boimer is secrets and Pesach Sheni is secret of secrets. Secrets means that everything in this world has a root above. But this world is complicated with many moving parts. So up there is also many moving parts. But the secret of all secrets is that all there is is one moving part. God calling to you. That's it. Either he calls to you and you hear it clearly and then you feel your life is full of divine light and you're happy, or you hear it, but you don't hear it clearly, and you feel your life is missing, and you begin to search. But that's it. Hashem Yisproch told Avram Avinu, you've been looking for me. I've been calling you your whole life. The difference between my, the entire, your entire life, and, and now this moment where I'm saying Lach is now I'm saying it louder. But until now, I've also been calling you. That's why you've been looking for me, is because I've been calling you. Because that's all there is in this world is what? Is God calling you and giving you love. That's all there is. The truth is, like the said, everything boils down to two things. The chasen calling the kala, and the kala calling to the chasen. But even that boils down to really one thing, which is just the Chasin calling the kala. That's it. That's what that's what Pesach Sheni is. The chizik of Pesach Sheni, as we begin to move closer and closer to the cave of Rav Shimon, is that the Avod of Pesach Sheini is to realize that every single time a Jew is looking for something in this world, whether it be in Ruchnius or whether it be in Gashmias, because that's, that's, that's what all of life boils down to, which is you're looking for something. You should know. Number one, who, what you're really looking for is the chasen. And number two, the reason why you're looking for him is because he's already been calling you. And in truth, you're just reacting to that. All there is is the Chassan calling you. Let me, uh, let me tell you a quick mice. I read this ma'isah before Shabbos. I was going to say it over by the Kiddush on Shabbos, but uh, I thought of a different story. Mm-hmm. So I'll tell you this. So I, it's a mice about the L'Abbetsh Rebbe anyway, so... So I, by the Kiddush, I said a mice about the Rebbe. It's a different one. So it's a little bit of a strange one, so just like, you know, it's, uh, bear with me, but it's, you know, I, I don't... It's, okay, it's a little bit of a funny one, but it's like this. So there was, um, the story goes like this. There was a, a person, an Eretzion Israel Israeli, who um, came from a difficult background, difficult background, difficult <coughs> upbringing, not religious, but from a difficult place. And eventually he found his way, you know, closer, and, eventually closer and closer to Yiddishkeit, through, uh, like, Breslov Mashpim. So it became like a Shtagol, not a Breslov or Chassid per se, but that that's where he found his Yiddishkeit, through that, okay. So in his journey to come close to Yiddishkeit, the Afghana way of Breslov. So everyone knows that by Breslov, there's a very heavy dosage of finding a Rebbe, of having, you know, connected to Nachman, but like have, having a Rebbe in your life. And so he's reading more about this. And he has obviously the people that have been guiding him closer to Yiddishkeit, but you know, he, he feels like he's missing a Rebbe like that. So he says, you know what? It was, it was near Lag time. So he's going to go to Meiron. He's gonna spend a few days in Meron. He's, uh, he's a breast for Chassid. He's gonna daven for like three days straight. Then the uh, schus of whatever it is, he should be able to find the Rebbe. So he does. So he goes to Meiron. three days. Like, uh, he's a, uh, you know, sometimes Bali Chuva can be uh, extreme personalities. So he's mamish, mamish there for three days straight, barely eating, barely sleeping, davening. He should be able to find the Rebbe. No, so he's expecting, he's hoping, what's going to be after three days, uh, you know, some person in white clothing is going to magically appear, I'm your Rebbe. So life doesn't work out like that. So three days come, three days go, okay, nothing happens, but he's like, he's a little bit tzbrachan about it, you know, he expected his tefillah should be niskavel. okay. Meanwhile, he gets in, you know, he's on his way back home, wherever, whatever city it was. And uh, he notices his phone. He's like 15 missed calls, you know, from the same numbers. Okay. Mm-hmm. So he, he calls the person back. It's someone from his family. So, first, he's nervous, someone's unhealthy. Uh, Everything's fine. But there's something seriously wrong with the business, whatever business this person was in. Again, the way the MICE was, again, uh, you know, some sort of problem with the government, whatever it is. It was shady, not shady. I don't know. Whatever it is. <laughs> something was going wrong. He had heavy investigations. And he was told by the people that he was involved in. You, you better get out, you know, skip town, get out, you know, get out of Dodge. It's not a good thing. Go to, and he was told he had some context, he's going to London. So he doesn't even get home. He goes straight to the airport with nothing. So I can't even, so he, gets, he goes to Ben-Gurion, and now he's on his way to London. He's Mamish Sabrahan. That's what it says in the same, Mamish Sabrahan. Not only spending time diving for Rebbe, now he, he can't even go home anymore in his business. Is, he doesn't speak English. So he's going to London. He doesn't even know where he's going, whatever. So he goes to London. Fine. So he sits on the plane. He gets on the plane. His head is spinning from everything that's going on. But so he has like a kutimiran with him because he's a Chassid, so He's sitting there, and it happens to be the person sitting next to him is a Chassid. and the lebabichur Chassid has a tanya. He's learning. He's learning a tanya. So he's learning Rabbi Nachman. He's learning tanya. Now, meanwhile, the braslaver, the Balchuva, his head is like he can't concentrate on his learning. He's, he's all over the place. So he says to the yinis, "Listen, you know." They begin a conversation. and He tells him a little bit about you know what's going on with his background. he says. I don't have headspace to learn. I see you're learning. You mind, like, you know, maybe we can learn together a little bit. So, call it, vote, fine. So, you know, so they learned some tiny together. Exactly. Plain lands in London, and this guy's mazel is just, like, even worse. You know, sometimes when you go through, uh, you know, customs and so on, like, they just sometimes they just hop a random person just to pick on and to make them crazy. So his mazel, he was the guy, so he was the carbon they take him to the site, He doesn't speak English, you know, he doesn't even know what's going on. And, uh, listen, I, maybe there was some stuff, going. Uh, whatever it is, uh, like I said, I can't vouch for this guy's business, whatever it is, but he's he's spend, He's now stuck, you know, in customs, like for a bunch of hours. Eventually he gets out, but he's for hours. And the whole time he's thinking, he doesn't even know where to go, so he leaves the, the customs office, and he sees his Lubavitcher friend, is sitting in the airport, just waiting for him. So he's, uh, he goes up and he says, you know... Uh, Kvotarav, like, you know, do you, are, are, is there a problem, you know, is everything okay with you? He's like, no, I'm fine. I noticed, listen, on the plane, you know, we got to know each other a little bit, and it was clear to me you don't have much contacts here, and I, and I noticed that they pulled you to the side. So I figured I'll, uh, I said, you know, I'm going to, I want to take care of you, so I'm going to wait for you. So the wrestler says, like, like, who are you? I'm like, what, what's, <laughs> who are you? So he says, you want to know the truth? My name is Mendel Tafas. It's a big uh, big chabad Meshpia, and the nice, Mendel says like this, he says, I was in Eretz Yisrael, not for a while, I was in Eretz for a little bit, and the day that, wh- why was I going to London? He says, I have no idea why I'm here, I didn't know why, I'm, why I was going, I got a telegram from the Rebbe, the Rebbe told me, Mendel, go to London today. This was, this was after the, the, the third day, when uh, this guy was David Miron." The rabbi told me, "Go to Miron, go to London today. No explanation, why or anything. Just go to London today." So I said, "Okay." Now I, he, he was his job was he was a, mash, he was a mashkiach a and the yeshivas, but like. Okay? So I, 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 I go online, I book a take, whatever. The Rebbe says, I do is So I, I sit down on my, on my thing, on, on the seat, and I see that you're next to me, and the first thing you do is ask me to learn with you. So I said, you know what? Miss that's why the Rebbe sent me to London, because he wants me to be your Rebbe. <laughs> <laughs> that's what he said. Such a mice. Uh. And so the mice is that, that he took uh, this, uh, Ramel Futafas took this breast of her under his wing. The Story goes that he became a Lubavitcher because of it, whatever it is. Uh, you know, <laughs> that's, not, that's not the point. But he became like a Tamil Chacham, a Yerusha someone a little bit more in the straight and narrow, and and it worked out okay. See, see such a thing? So the guy's Davin and right? Three days, Mamish feels are not the skabal and all these things. The Rebbe beat him to it, right? And he feels like he's going down, he's going down, he's going to London, and he's Mamish, all these things. And the Rebbe the gave him a Rebbe. The Rebbe sent him a Rebbe. Every time, our feels are always in the scabble. You know why? Because the only time you're davening is because their Nachum has already been calling you, so why in the world would they not be in a scab? The Rebbe Hashem has already begun to, has begun to talk to you, so it's always like that. When the Yidin when the Yidin came to Meishah Avinu of course the answer is going to be Pesach Sheni. That's why they're asking because the light of Pesach Sheni has begun to come to the world. That's what the question was of Lomni That's the secret of Pesach Sheni. That's the secret of all secrets. Cholius Achach Mazois says nothing but Hamsachas Meichen for may is, uh, it's all the same minion. That's the secret of all the secrets. Hashem should bless us, that each and every one of us should be able to have that ischaskus of knowing that what we're looking for is the Rebbeinu and if we're looking for Him, it's because He's already found us. Should be psyched to have that and, and be able to hear all the gurus of Misuras Tavis.